And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're gonna tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a trio of feathery brethren, weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia, both and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Bo and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on birds young Zach. Aggressive ZB is back, baby. Don't feel bad for me. I've had quite a few bazookies in my life. <laughs> Wait, you don't think I'm bringing the energy? I mean, you can't actually be excited to be back from your honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, sure you can. Right. I'm excited for this podcast. Excited for this podcast. Excited, excited for this podcast. podcast. Excited, excited for this podcast. podcast. I'm excited for every podcast. I could say for the first time in the history of this show, I'm excited for this podcast. Zach, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm nervous about this podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome. To birds with friends on a Tuesday afternoon. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Dunn, and guys, today, for the first time, it felt like football. The pads were on. The hitting was happening. Not, you know, not you know, full blow, not to, to the to the ground. But boy, what a day at Eagles practice, Zach. We got a lot to get to, and I got to tell you. You know, you might uh, you might think I'm just a humble takesman looking for uh, looking for you know waves to make, but like this practice, uh, like steamy, hot in South Philadelphia, touching 90 degrees, uh, sweaty action, full team work, one on ones. I was excited. I had a I had sort of like a Zach Berman pep in my step. This was fun. What a what a treat to watch today's practice. Absolutely. Well, I view every day as a treat to watch practice, but I would say today in particular, uh, we had some good team drills, right? Like, you know, there was substantive football action. Um, this is a good day for Bo Wolf to do the practice observations because your practice observations are outside. Are outstanding. I think we're starting yeah. to. I'm starting to like sense that the, the continued gazing up of my practice observations is like a shot. Like a veiled <laughs> shot. It's like it's it's so not much. at all. It's, it's over the it, top. If frankly, might be born out of my own insecurities of, of my practice observations oh, because please. I feel like like uh, on the day I go after you, it's it's tough there. But um, no, I'm, I'm I, I think there's a lot to discuss from today. There were some appearances uh, from some players who might have been forgotten a bit about, including Jalen Rager. Right, stepped up in a big way. Yes. And and I thought that uh, this was I mean I don't want to I don't want to jump in front of you here but um, I I thought this was the best Jalen Hurts looked yet this summer. I think that's probably right, um, and I think there were uh, let's just get right into it uh, because I think there were several layers to uh, why it was a good day um, for for Jalen Hurts today. First of all, before we get into it, Marissa, how are you? Look like we see a new location here. We'll fill us in. 
Um, I'm doing great. Um, I'm actually in Denver. We're having some oh, um, athletic flex. meetings. Yes. Um, mm. uh, ahead of football season, you know, getting getting together for some meetings. So, you and Russ? Yeah. Rough day I heard at Broncos practice. They had a wide receiver. Yeah. Tim Patrick. That's a tough one. No, yeah, wait, I thought tough. it was, is it Tim Patrick or Patrick Tim? It's Tim Patrick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't know that was coming, Zach. <laughs> But, Denver um, is an awesome city. It, it, it might be one yeah. of my five favorite cities. Wow! In 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 uh, on the football circuit, yeah, it's a great on the place football to go circuit. To. Okay, let's get it. Let's give give us the top five on the football circuit. Zach Berman cities. We don't need to do this, do we? Um, you, you talk. You toss to it, and you must have a running list. San Fran, Seattle, Denver, Las Vegas, uh, Los Angeles. Interesting. Oh. No, 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 New Orleans. I guess New Orleans. I, I like New Orleans. I, I also really like Chicago. Uh, but no, I, I, I really enjoy Denver. What I say? Denver, LA, San Francisco, Seattle, Las Vegas. That's a good list. Okay. Someone what said is, Philly. Philly, I I'm from Philly. Philly doesn't count. Like I, yeah. yeah, that doesn't count. The one the other one you're the other one, uh the exotic one that you're forgetting is Foxborough. <laughs> I like Boston. You know, Boston's a good town to go to. But yeah, but they don't play in Boston. No, but you can stay in Boston and drive, right? Yeah, but then you got to deal with that traffic on Route One, one mm -hmm. one road in, nonstop sure. bottleneck. What Jeff McLean and I have, have done quite a bit of uh, uh, sitting in traffic on Route One. I don't feel like there's more to that story. There's, it feels like no, I, no, no. We've done <laughs> a lot something. of Eagles. No, we've we've done a lot of Eagles Patriots sharing a car, right? Ooh, Jeff and, and I. Ooh, boy, we have have we spent some time on Route One. Well, Bo, uh, you and I have not gone. We've, we've not covered an Eagles Patriots game together, which probably is a good thing for my own well-being because I That's imagine true. you will have uh, a thousand and one Patriots jokes, right? Yeah, kiss uh, the ring, kiss the ring. Yeah. So, no, but, uh, you know, there was actually, there was a week we were in New England for joint practices one year. Yes. But we stayed in Providence for for that one. We did mm. not stay in Boston. Um, but they, they used to play against the Patriots often in the preseason. I would go up there. I'd stay at, you know, I'd stay at the Copley place, you yeah. know, in, in downtown Boston. I, I've covered. Uh, Last we did that was uh, 2018. Of course, the immediate rematch from the Super Bowl. Yes, Nate correct. Seinfeld, big game. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, I, I've covered a handful of playoff games up there. The Patriots are in the playoffs quite a bit, right? And so when I was. Kiss the ring. <laughs> so I, Usually I, I getting inquire, blown out by the Bills. I think I, I, I used to have to go up and cover. Um, I, I was actually, I covered the Deflategate game. Mm. I was on the the bus when that report came out. All we don't right. need so, to get into so, that. So yeah, I mean, well, you know, it's interesting. You know, I said Denver's I a great town. That's how quickly it gotten into a diatribe. But let's go from Deflate Gate back to Berman Gate. You know, the same. This the, <laughs> perfect transition. The scene. Of, You're a pro. <laughs> uh, the action here at uh, the Novacare Complex uh, about Jalen Hurts. Um, I contextualizing like what he did today. Um, you know, they were in pads, so you, you say that like the level of how much this stuff matters is more. Um, and, you know, I think if you were to look at like the pure completion percentage, like if, if you uh, trusted Elliot's stats, like it might not have, might not look super impressive on paper. I think, no, no, no I think that's, no, I mean, I, I, Elliot is tracking the numbers. I think he tweeted out like 10 of 17 or whatever. Okay. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't sound great, but I think he was, he was really good at doing the things that mattered. Um, he made the right decisions. Uh, I, I, my practice report, I sort of, I, I, I narrowed it on four throws that he made, but, uh, because I thought they sort of told the story of, of things that he did today. Uh, one was 
the uh, the deep completion during the last set of team drills. I'm not. I'm sorry. This was not the last set. This was the first set of ones versus twos. Opens up with the play action and hits Jalen Rager uh, down the middle of the field. Rager runs past uh, Andre Sachere and Zach McPherson. It's a you know a completion of 50 yards or so. And that's one thing that Jalen Hurts did not do very well last year. He was towards the bottom of the league among quarterbacks in in deep completions. I thought he delivered that well at the top of his route. Good throw. Checks that box. Um, I thought there Real was... Real quick, as you're saying that, uh, yeah. the reason Jalen Riker was out there with the ones is Quez Watkins left practice with an illness. But he was watching in street clothes, so he was present at practice, was just ill. Yes, uh, if you want to... Why don't you tally us through, down the injury list since we're since we're there at the moment? Okay, I, I certainly did, did not mean I did not mean to interrupt. Okay. Um, the four players who did not practice: Grant Calcaterra, hamstring injury. We covered that yesterday. Your boy, Zach Pascal, illness. We covered that yesterday. Probably a bit too much. Your boy, uh, Mac McCain, a knee injury, uh, and then That's Greg new. Ward, Greg Ward, a toe injury. So McCain and Your Ward boy. are the new injuries here. And then Quez Watkins left practice in the middle with an illness. Devontae Smith got looked at in the tent in the middle of practice, but he returned, but, but he yeah. returned uh, and was fine. And Andre Dillard did not uh, finish practice. I don't know what his deal is. I'm, I'm sure we'll find out on Thursday when the Eagles return to practice. Uh, the second throw uh, that stood out to me was also to Rager. And this was uh, a play I asked Hertz about after uh, practice. It was, uh, you know, he and Jason Kelsey combined to the old uh, trickaroonie on uh, the defensive line, got them off sides. You get a free play, and Jalen sort of stepped up in the pocket after dropping the low snap and delivered a beautiful throw. Like, you know, he's running forward, throws it just like just over James Bradbury's shoulder and into an outstretched uh, Jalen Rager. Nice catch by Rager, but a really nice, uh, like, the kind of dynamic throw that gets you excited about Hurts at times. And, uh, you know, he followed that up with a nice little, nice little dancing celebration and said that, you know, it was hot. He wanted to be able to, he wanted to be the guy who was bringing the juice, bringing the energy for the team. So on that play, I had a question mark in my notebook, whether it was a false start or offsides. You're saying it was offsides. Well, that's what Jalen said. That's yeah. what, yeah, no, I know that's what yeah. Jalen says, but the officials threw a flat, but, but they did not signal anything. Right. So it was a little, uh, un unclear to me, the person I was standing next to a practice, he thought that it was a false start. I thought it was offsides. I think it was offsides, just judging okay. by the way that the team reacted to what happened. Um, I'll give it, I'll give that to the offense. Um, I thought the, uh, maybe Jalen Hurts' best play of the day, when you talk about the things that he needs to improve upon. Um, you know, you talk about the things that Nick Sirianni said in the fall, uh, you know, accuracy and decision making and the things that Sirianni was getting on him about, uh, you know, the one interception that he was maligning yesterday was poor decision making. This was a play. Um, this was ones against ones. And the defense brought uh, a blitz from Hertz's left, the right side of the defense. They brought two guys from over there right in his face, more uh, more pass rushers than blockers. And very coolly, very calmly at the top of his drop. Hertz delivers a pass to AJ Brown, who was running into that vacated area. It must be, you know, it would have been exactly what his designed read would have been, his his hot read. And this was actually Nicobe Dean was getting his first first team reps. And Nicobe Dean is the one who has to trail AJ Brown across the field. And so that's a play where uh it's like 
it is that that's a huge play because you're you're beating the blitz and you're getting AJ Brown the ball in space to run. It's the kind of play that like uh, doesn't. It's not like the sexiest play, but he's getting the ball out on time, and that's that's the kind of thing that I feel like uh, Nick Sirianni will be will be thrilled about. I agree. That's a very good description of what occurred. I thought it was a good blitz too, right? They got in there quickly. Yeah. Now they did not get home, of course, but. Hmm, there you go. And then the other one was uh, that I wrote about was not, it's not necessarily a Hertz play. It was more just a good, uh, like a good snapshot of what, like what's great about training camp, but also what the limitations are. It was another completion to AJ Brown. And it was the kind of play that we have seen throughout camp now. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, I think, you, would you agree, has has completed more passes to A.J. Brown than anybody else by a wide margin? Correct. I would agree with that. I would say that that's the case. And it was the kind of play where, uh, you know, this is the play that we have seen from A.J. Brown throughout his career, where he's hitting him on a nice slant over the middle. A.J. Brown's getting the ball with a head of steam and, like, one guy to beat. And this is a throw that Jalen Hurts has not made a ton of in his career. You know, we, we've talked about – uh, throwing over the middle of the of the field has not been his uh, his strength necessarily. So, a good to see him making that throw. It was a perfect throw. Brown plucked it, and then B. This is a this is like it would have been nice to see how this play would have turned out because AJ Brown has one guy to beat. He's there. Marcus Epps is in position to make the tackle. Marcus Epps we talked about you know by the Football Outsiders numbers one of the most sure. Uh, tackling safeties in the league last season, but like this is this is the whole kit and caboodle here. Like Marcus Epps, can you bring down AJ Brown in the middle of the field? Where if you don't, he's going to score a touchdown. And like you know, I, the job is Marcus Epps's as far as I'm concerned. But uh, this is the kind of play that like he's going to have to make if he's going to be a good safety. And also AJ Brown, it's the kind of play where if if Jalen Hurts can get him in these positions more often than not, it's going to be it's going to be good for the Eagles. Sorry, I, I I listened to what you said. I was a little distracted. Oh, I no, I I received three texts um, it, with like with like wow, I don't like it. An interesting move. And uh, as and so I'm talking to you, and on my screen too, I have my text messages. And I like in the time you you get those texts, you think. Wait, did the Eagles do something right? Well, we were um, right up against the the trade. Yeah, the, the Philly, so what, the what Philly's. Happened? The Phillies made a trade, so that's so it's, it's a trade. Okay, it's uh. They, Should we go to the Stone Cold Newsman? <laughs> yeah. Well, breaking. You know what? You know, let's let's oh, let's it, interrupt the Quacktus quack report. We have we have information. Oh, we have so, to send it over right now to no, Citizens so, Bank Park, uh, to uh, Quack Berman. Zach, what's the latest on the Phils? I am not reporting this. This is from our Matt Gelb, our Ken Rosenthal. When I say our the athletics, Matt Gelb, the athletics, Ken Rosenthal. You're saying you don't feel kinship to Matt Gelb? Yeah. Uh, Logan, oh, oh, is it O'Hop? I've, I've worked in my NFL pronunciations, but not my Major League Baseball ones. But he's the Phillies' top catching prospect, traded to the Angels for Brandon Marsh. So the Phillies get some outfield That's what home. you interrupted my <laughs> – my big training camp take, <laughs> my big description of the the limitations and the excitement of training camp. You're no. giving me Brandon Marsh for Logan O'Hop. So no, we're getting I, Carlos Rodon here. I've received three texts. So actually, they according to some other people I, I just see here, uh, Jeff, you know Jeff Pass and the Phillies are getting David Robertson as well um, in a separate deal. But no, I received texts. The same while David Robertson. 
The one they had last year? Yeah. So I I Great. I I received uh three texts here and I got worried that the Eagles made a move, right? Because when when someone's texting you just like interesting or wow or I don't like it, you're you're wondering what it's about. And it was actually about a Phillies trade. So I'm sorry, you were Brandon talking about the Marsh Smith. and David Robertson is what you're throwing me off track for. I'm not, I wasn't trying you to throw you off me? track. Give me Otani, you know, what Bo, are you doing here? <laughs> I wasn't prepared to respond to what you were saying. So that, that you were talking about Devontae Smith. I know that. I wasn't talking about Devontae Smith. <laughs> you was, you did, you did I was talking not about. talking about Devontae Smith. I don't think I've mentioned Devante Smith's name today. No, and somebody actually did write that in the chat, so I, that was going to be a question I brought up, but yeah. you guys did not touch oh, on okay. it. So okay, yeah, I was, he was not. So I am. I I apologize for that. He wasn't it. even listening to what you were saying. He, he was. He was totally on. For him baseball. to say no, listen, I I was listening to what you were saying, but uh, <laughs> I was distracted. I will respond, but you know, I know you were talking about Devonte Smith. I mean, that's like three lines in one. <laughs> Spit in my face, why don't you? Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We was... got the first day of training camp with pads. We got football to talk about. And you're bringing me Brandon Marsh? <laughs> I'm not bringing you anything. You're I... bringing me David Robertson? I... Philly's got I... a bum again? I'm going to. I'm going to. Nothing on a, on a crazy two year deal. What's next? I will silence. Darren my... Ruff and you're going to. And you're going to interrupt the uh, first game of the regular season. <laughs> I will silence my text messages. Okay. Proceed with the Quackus report. He you want to get Gelb practice report? He gets points for that. <laughs> should we should we just call up Gelb, get him on the show? Gelb's busy right now. It's trade well, deadline day. So were you supposedly? <laughs> All right, let's 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 get back to it. Well, I'm not going to say the whole thing I said again. I okay, mean, so so let's go to the next point then. We're doing this for our, our listeners, so our listeners heard your astute observation. All right, let's go to. We have to take two breaks for this episode, so let's go to the commercial break. You let me know if there's anything that we need to know about uh, Logan O'Hop or Brandon Marsh. Maybe maybe one of them spent some time on a school trip to Philadelphia when they were in seventh grade. You dig that up. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, Bo, Zach, and Marissa back on Birds with Friends. You're smiling, Zach. What do you got to say? No, I I feel bad about what occurred there. You should feel bad. You should not feel bad, Zach. (laughs) Uh, That was great. We've got like six more minutes left on the deadline, right? Yes, correct. Okay, so let me know. Let me know the next thing that breaks. Um, I, I I don't have social media in front of me right now. I, I <laughs> now I have something my text. really big is gonna happen with the Eagles and Zach's gonna <laughs> yeah. miss it. Yes. Uh, okay. Now, one of the other things I, that I liked about today, Zach, is we're now, you know, this is uh, the fifth day of practice, fifth or sixth, fifth day of practice, day five. Uh, you know, we're stacking these days, and so. It goes from being one small practice to, you know, you're seeing a little bit of the bigger picture from these guys. And also we get to see when things change, like who's uh, moving up or down the depth chart, who's maybe playing new positions. I thought there were a few interesting uh, nuggets from today. Uh, one of them, you know, this is maybe not a, a headliner, but but I don't know if it jumped out to you. Josiah Scott getting some safety reps with the second team defense in the middle of practice. Uh, Josiah Scott has been the second team nickel basically since he uh, was acquired by the Eagles via trade last year. He's had a pretty good camp, I think, but uh, he got some got some safety reps today at the expense of Jaquaski Tart and Andre Sachere. Sachere, who has had a good uh, good camp of his own, but uh, you know, the more you can do at a uh, at a position where there's like nine guys fighting for two or three spots, it's an interesting little nugget. I agree, and they have some depth at nickel too. Now, um, I don't think they're Jimmy. Depth this nickel land guys. is your land. More land. This land is my yes. land. Yes. So, no. The, it's like you said. The more you can do, the more you can do. Right. That's right. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I've got like takes on guys that I'm that I'm willing to to give out now. Why don't you like just throw out a name? Let me tell you what I think. As a okay. as a, as a takesman. <laughs> All right. So, are we talking top of the depth chart or whatever down you want? Whatever you roster? feel like. From okay. Logan O'Hop to <laughs> well, not Logan O'Hop here. Bryce Harper. Uh, let's start with Jalen Rager. I think let's let's have the Jalen Rager discussion. Um, you know, it's hard to it's hard to overvalue, you know, five days of camp um, when there is so much history that tells us a player who starts their career. Uh, as unproductive as Jalen Rager has been without being injured. Uh, there's so little precedent for a player of that background ever turning into anything, really. Um, so separate that from the player and the person. And I think you you have to respect like the fact that he is uh, going through this process. Like he's, you know, he's dealt with not only uh being an underwhelming producer, but you know, a lot of things out of his control. Like it's not his fault that Justin Jefferson is awesome. Uh, he's also dealt with some personal tragedy. Um, you know, I think people might, you know, we, we, we talked yesterday about the, you know, the, the, the responding to the John Clark tweet, like maybe he's a little bit too online for his own good, but he's, he's been putting together days and he was good today. Today was probably his best day of camp like top to bottom that I've maybe ever seen him. And it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like dynamic. He's had some flash plays before, 
but um, you know, I still don't think that there's much upside here of him like rising beyond the fifth receiver if everybody stays healthy, but it's football. Everybody's not going to stay healthy. If he's on the roster, he's going to be a factor at some point. And I, I give him credit for, for fighting through all of that. I would agree. Now, I, it's a little different than the Nelson Aguilar situation. I, I've heard some comparisons to that. I think going into year three for Nelson, like it was very clear he was their top slot guy and he was going to have a big role in the team. I think Jalen Rager here is fighting for a spot on the on the roster, but I think he'll he'll be but on with it. With Aguilar, wasn't, it wasn't clear until they traded Jordan Matthews, right? But that's why they traded Jordan Matthews. It was, it was clear to them mm. during the spring. And then early in the summer, they, they, uh, they kind of like were playing Nelson there more and more. And, and it just jumped out to them that they had to, they had to have Nelson in the slot. That's why they traded Jordan Matthews. Uh, now in, in Jalen Rager's case. Yeah. I think that if you take away draft pedigree, which is hard to do because context is a, is a part of all these players, right? Um, and, you know, that's, that's part of the Andre Dillard discussion. It's part of the Derek Barnett discussion, right? You don't just look at a Derek guy. Barnett had a good day, by the way. Yes. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Derek Barnett's a good player, as I've written. Um, <laughs> I don't think anybody remembers you writing that. <laughs> okay. And I, and I collect myself here and I'm going to, uh, <laughs> go over this podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh so. As as I was saying with uh, Jalen, oh, I'm Rager, sorry. The Eagles just acquired Eric Wilson, basically the David Robertson equivalent. Oh, you're joking, right? Yes, I'm joking. Oh, okay, okay. I got worried for a second. That would be something we would need to. Don't you think that's the right equivalent for David Robertson? I guess a two year deal as opposed to a uh, one. -year David Robertson but... had like what a twenty six million dollar contract in in Philadelphia, so it would be like Stacey Andrews, right? Um, oh, that's a good one. So, uh, as I was saying with uh, Jalen Rager, yeah, I mean, if he's if he's your down the depth chart guy who can provide a spark, who can who can potentially return for you, that's fine. It's just considering the context with which he arrived, it's hard to separate the two, and that's why I think a change of scenery might be better. But um, yeah, but oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but yeah, I I agree. He hasn't been like. He hasn't been bad this summer, and, and he and he's flashed, and uh, he's had flash plays throughout his time in in the NFL, right? Or at least in practice. And interestingly, like when they drafted him, he was more flash plays at TCU than a model of consistency, right? I mean, if you think back to the scouting reports, that mm -hmm. was the question. Um, so, it, if 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 he fits in this year as your fourth or fifth receiver. Fine, but still, it's it's. Uh, I'm not gonna go overboard with with what I've seen either. I mean, Zach Pascal hasn't practiced yet. Can't make the club on the toilet. I think Nick Sirianni knows what Zach Pascal is. And by the way, it's August second here, right? I mean, need I remind you what Nick? I Foles just wanted was to doing? say, can't make the club on yeah. the toilet. Need I remind you what Nick Foles was doing on August second of 2017? What was he? What was he doing? Not lighting up practice. That's for sure. Letting up, letting up a spliff. What was he doing, Nick? I mean, he was either injured or struggling. I'm probably okay. injured at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you've got you've got two things. You've got Jalen Rager, the commodity, and like Jalen Rager, the the commodity to the Eagles is is 
you know, almost a sunk cost. Um, yes. If, if they can trade him, you know, it saves them $6 million or, or whatever the, the exact number is, but it saves them a significant chunk of change. If anybody is willing to give something up for Jalen Rager, the Eagles would take it. The Eagles are probably very happy that we're talking about the fact that Jalen Rager has, you know, been solid through five days. Then you've got Jalen Rager, the person, and you're, you know, you root for Jalen Rager to overcome what has been a tough uh, first two years of his career. I would also say, like, just to contextualize some of this, uh, every play that Jalen Rager has made, except for the one on the free play against James Bradbury, has been against backups. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like he has done anything against uh, the Eagles' top three corners, really. So, like, let's let's cool our jets. I'm not saying that Jalen Rager has, like, a chance to move up the depth chart, but he has been more consistent through five days of practice than he was at any point last year, I think. All right, so, so, so next player in this exercise, N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean got his first uh, reps with the first-team defense today. It was not – this was not, like, an extensive look. I think it was one or two snaps, and I think it was in their little blitz package. So I, I actually think it might have been, Zach, similar to what he said to you yesterday about the fake until you make it. I think it might have been a kind of thing where they found one package – where they want him on the field with the first team defense uh, and he can run with somebody. And that's what it was. But, you know, I, I think, I think it is true that he has been relatively quiet uh, through camp thus far, like uh, TJ Edwards, uh, Kaiser white, D Davion Taylor, Sean Bradley have all had sort of splash plays at some point throughout camp. Even Jacoby Stevens has done that. I actually think Christian Ellis has not been bad. Uh, whereas Nicobe Dean has not really been around the ball, but I would also just um, echo what I've said before that I feel like linebacker more than any other position is, is not something that you can really judge in this context. And I think uh, everything we hear is that, is that Nicobe Dean is as advertised in terms of being in the right place and uh, being the kind of guy you want on the field mentally. The person I have on my media guide page right here, James Bradbury. James Bradbury has been good. He's been good. Now, you know, this is another situation of James Bradbury is a 29-year-old veteran who's who's been around. He should be good. Um, and he's he but I think he's, he's been, been good. But he's been mostly going up against Devontae Smith, and he's been he's looked very good against yes. Devontae Smith. Now, you know, again, it's just five days of practice, but I, I think James Bradbury has uh looked I would say a little bit better than what my expectations might have been for five days of practice. So what I like about James Bradbury is uh, it's, it's not just coverage, right? He he's getting past breakups. He's getting his hands on balls. Um, so yeah, he's doing a good job there. I agree with that. I was thinking about the Eagles three wide receivers. It's and relative to Jalen hurts. It's interesting because you've got, you've got Jalen Rager, the guy who came in with him, like they were drafted together. You got Devontae Smith, who was with him in Alabama, and you got AJ Brown, who is his best friend. He keeps calling his best friend. Yeah, you asked like, Jalen about this today. Yeah, he really didn't like that. I asked <laughs> he thought like, you were trying. He thought. I know it was not. He I thought don't you were he, like. Uh, maybe he just doesn't understand jokes. Uh, I don't think Jalen Hurts understands your sense of humor. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I, that's I definitely right. Agree with that. But I asked it. I asked it in a very like joking sort of manner. Uh, he was talking about AJ Brown, their continued like connection. And he said, and he, he keeps using best friend. Yeah. And like, first of all, like, do you, do, do, who would you call your best friend? Like, 
As so a, do you want to share what your question was? And so my question was like, does, does Devonte Smith ever like joke uh, or tease like, well, he's your best friend. What am I like, you know, <laughs> can I get the ball? Like, you know, and he said, he said, and very like not having any of it. Like, uh, no, don't, don't even start, start something. Yes. And then like, not even, not even a smile. Like just, yeah. Really well, I was so in our conversation yesterday, which by the way, I was listening to it this morning our podcast. And I, I, I apologize that I feel like I deviated too quickly from the legitimate question. If the Eagles are too rabbit eared, you know, I, I went down the, uh, you're so vain discussion mm. and that turned into a whole can of worms. Um, but, we probably did, did not have enough discussion about whether they are rabbit eared. I don't think Jalen Hurts is listening to Birds with Friends, right? I don't think Jalen Hurts is rabbit-eared. So I would venture to say yeah, I think that's Jalen, right. uh, Jalen Hurts does not understand your sense of humor. Now, hopefully one day, hopefully one day quickly he will because that means we're developing a strong relationship with him, right? Like I think if you went to Corey Graham, Slotter, everybody, everybody he, listening to the show now, tweet at Jalen Hurts, tell him to come on Birds with Friends. <laughs> um. Corey Graham would understand your sense of humor. Brandon Graham would understand your sense of humor. Nigel Bradham would understand your sense of humor. Uh, it's not even about understanding the sense of humor. It's just playing ball. I mean, no, but uh, they, yeah, I'm sure if it was if, totally, yeah, it was fine. I don't, I don't really, Wilson, I don't really blame him for answering it the way he yeah. did, except like, you know, I wasn't, I, the only thing I'm offended at is that he thinks that I was trying to like start something start potentially. Something. That's like, I was, I was yeah. serious about it. Rat poison. Wow, Marissa tells us in the chat that uh, Matt Gillib has reported the Phillies have designated Odubel Herrera for assignment. I was trying to put it in the chat so we didn't get sidetracked again, but mm. I should have known better than that. <laughs> of course, and the NFL uh, has decided to uh, sign Odubel Herrera and give him to every team in the league. I don't know. I'm trying to make a bad uh, Now, there were the, uh, a one quick correction. Our audience corrected us that the trade deadline this year is at 6 p.m. and not 4 p.m. So there's really no yes a few hours left that stinks give me a 4 p.m. respect the west coast right oh, or or, or or mountain time in Marissa's mountain time game. really yeah. confusing me I've never been somewhere where it's two hours behind I've only been either one hour or three hours mm. so the two hours is really messing me up I like it's like I, I, I like the mountain I feel like that's the perfect yeah it's a good uh, for like sports watching I think that's yeah. great so the most confusing I find is if you're in Phoenix because they they don't acknowledge daylight savings. So depending on the time of year, you're either like three hours or two hours. Yeah, that that is mm. weird. Zach, have you have you finished uh, season one of Players? Have you watched the finale? I watched the tenth episode. Yes. Okay. Now we're going to stay away from spoilers here uh, because again, everybody should watch. Um, loved it. But I had a I had a somebody uh, DM me. I think uh, uh, Fob Greg was was wondering, do you see any overlap, any connection between the? Uh, you you look like deer in the headlights. You're worried what I'm going to say. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. Uh, between organism, his mm -hmm. personality, and Devonte Smith. Interesting. I do. Don't right? you see that? I thought that was good. Very much so. Yeah, I do. That's a good one. Like all business. All business. You know, man, a few words. Yeah. Yeah. Comes but in. also like prone to potentially blowing up if if if, if the <laughs> yes. thing happens. Like, yes. 
like, I like that. And offended if other people are not as all in as he is. Yes. Devontae yeah. Smith is a gamer as well. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was good. That is a good one. Okay. Well done, Greg. Uh, anyway, my point about the best friends thing was like, it's funny in terms of the Jalen Hurts, like giving him everything he needs that like the guy and even Quez Watkins came in with him, same draft class. It's like all of these guys have little connections to Jalen Hurts. It's, it's not like a mishmash. It's like guys he should have good rapport with all over the place. Yeah, they, they I agree. Now, AJ Brown, I think they would have like they would have acquired him regardless of who the quarterback was, but it's it certainly helps. Um all right, I I I like I like this exercise. So I have a few more for you. Andre okay. Dillard. Andre Dillard um better than last year, looks stronger. I'm not quite at the level of some other people of like really gassing him up for having a great summer. I think he's been okay. Um he does look he does look stronger and and he is holding up better like in one-on-ones than he did last year when he was just getting railroaded um but i think like i think the andre dillard story is like what we saw from him when he had to play last year that he was fine um and i think that's what he is i think he's a i think he's a a good backup left tackle javon hargrave uh javon hargrave has been good maybe hasn't like knocked me away like he did last year when he was like dominant from day one, but he's been very good. And he's, he's in one-on-ones. He has been awesome. Um, I think Javon Hargrave is, is a very good player. I don't, I haven't, my expectations of him or my opinion of him hasn't changed much based on this camp. So I appreciate Tracy Rocker, the Eagles defensive line coach. Mm. Um, I don't know if, if you were in on the interview today, were you? I was. Okay. I missed the initial part of it, but. So I, I, I ask about Hargrave and he he's lauding Hargrave and he calls him he calls him a, a, a unicorn, right? Which like kind of caught my attention because typically when you hear unicorn, you think Jordan Davis, right? Like there's only mm. one of this kind of guy, you know? Um, and he meant unicorn on the other end of the spectrum. Like you look at Javon Hargrave and you're like, this guy shouldn't be, you know, he doesn't he didn't look quite like say Jordan. he's got a dumpy body, but that's, that was the, that was the, <laughs> yeah. Like, like he doesn't look like Jordan Davis. He doesn't look like Fletcher Cox. Right. He's just, but uh, you know, he's, he's short or shorter for uh defensive line. He's not huge, but like, he's just strong. He's sound. He's quick. Um, so I, I really like that. I, I, I thought it was uh, a good use of, of, of unicorn because, like my eyebrows raised, right? Like I, you can't be throwing unicorn with Javon Hargrave, but the way he described it actually made sense. Yes. You, you know what? Let me let me gas you up, Zach. You're very you, you ask very good questions during press conferences. But the, I appreciate you saying that. It's not always. I, I think sometimes I ask better ones than 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 others. I think the key well, for you, me. Not everybody's a hundred percent. Well, I I actually this might surprise you. I go back at the end of the day sometimes and, and like go through my questions like uh because i, I want to be a better question asker there's not a, there is not a, a single listener who was surprised by that and i think economy of words is is critical right i'm i'm much better at asking questions in non press conference settings because in the press conference i'm fighting to get it out yes. right so you so and then you also feel this sense of urgency with time right i i, I feel like i'm much better by a locker or even in a small group, right? Or sitting around in a small group because you can, uh, so, but no, I appreciate Well, I think what you are, one of the things you're very good at is, uh, if we do the, continue the mutual appreciation society, (laughs) 
you you ask some very good questions like for the uh and this is a reflection of i think the way you think of the job in some degree uh and also your job as the president of the chapter like you, you do a good job of asking questions for the good of the group oh, uh and not just for like you know these the singular story that you're working on and what's really what 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 always impresses me is when you're like uh when you pull out and this is a very good Bermanism, when you pull out like well you said three months ago you know so so and so <laughs> like how do you feel about that now it's like you've got you've well, got all you. the receipts you get, no, thank you yes. never doubt that yeah I, I i appreciate this that that's that's a good take right there that's um, I, I thought, uh, on the take discussion, by the way, there was a comment on YouTube yesterday. Um, like not in the live chat, but actually on the YouTube, I, I believe okay. that, uh, you're conflating. They didn't use the word conflating. I'm, I'm summarizing here. You're conflating take with hot take, right? Well, like I, maybe, yeah. You know, I was thinking about that too, but the, the connotation of takesman implies hot take, I think. Does it? Marissa, yes. uh, I need your you can't opinion. can't put here. me in the middle, Zach. It's like Marissa, you're the, you're the objective third party here. I mean, I would say that takesman implies like hot taking. Okay, well then I stand so, corrected. Bo is not hot taking. I will imply, I will say that, but I don't think, I don't know. I don't want to get between the two of you. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm Switzerland. I yeah, take I mean, it back. Don't, yeah. don't get it twisted that just because I'm gassing you up, I'm definitely still offended by it. Okay. It's definitely still lingering as well, far as I'm concerned. We also had a lot of comments that um, the Ospreys next year, we have to have a takesman of the year. 100% well, that has doesn't have a, a uh, That doesn't have a pun. We're going to have to work on the, the title. Yeah, we'll find a bird that rhymes with take. Um, all right, we got... all both going to be thinking about for the rest of the show. Here. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I promise you it's not. <laughs> I've, already, I've already settled on the fact that I'm offended by it. There's no... It's not keeping me up at night. So, like, what else at practice jumped out to you today? We should we? Well, let's let's take one more break. We got one more okay. break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk about the rest of practice, and you let me know if there's any other uh, players that you'd like my opinion on. Okay. My take. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream Directv satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on Directv with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on Directv makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. Directv has the most MLB games. Visit Directv.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends, Marissa, Zach, and Bo. And I think I think we're at the point of the show where we can open things up in the chat if you guys have specific questions of things that uh, you Devontae would like to hear Smith. from what they we're seeing. Devontae Smith is interesting. Yeah. Um, and, like, this is one where it's uh, don't worry too much about it, but he has had a quiet camp. There's no doubt about it. Um he has not made a ton of plays in team drills. Uh, he's looked fine in, in one-on-ones and, and seven-on-sevens, I think. And I don't know how much of this is Jalen Hurts, like, 
working to get on the same page with AJ Brown versus already have, you know, and, and having a, a sense of comfort with Devonte Smith, or if like, this is the weight of uh past distribution we should expect to see in the offense. I'm not worried about Devonte Smith. Neither I think I. you said the same thing, uh, Zach, but uh, like it's on my radar. It's, I think it's possible that, that he could be like, two and maybe even fighting with Goddard for for two in terms of like attention from Jalen Hurts but I think I'm not worried that he's not a good player I'm just I'm curious to see how the everything is going to be distributed in the offense yeah I mean now I think part of this is a function of I think Bradbury's a tough matchup for him I mean Bradbury's you know and we saw this last year it's like a you know tough physical corner right um and uh but it's it's also where the ball's been going I wouldn't be worried at all uh, about Devontae. And I think Devontae is going to get his share of targets. I think they'll scheme up plays for Devontae. I think the attention A.J. Brown gets. But I also think Dallas Goddard is going to get his his targets as well. So um, I actually think after those three, like I, I – <clears throat> excuse me. I think Quez is, is, is going to be down on the target distribution, if you will. Yeah, like I like Quez if you're if you're uh, you got a best ball and you're throwing yeah. a, a late late round pick because I think he'll have a couple games where he has one or two big plays, but I don't think it's I don't think you're going to get consistent production. Yeah, uh, there's there's one update uh, that I I just want to give. We said yesterday is it Logan no, O'Hop related? No, it's about Eagles practices. Okay, we said yesterday there is there will be no tackling to the ground. Um, there was a slight amendment to that. Uh, in the developmental periods today, they actually had a live period um, where they tackled to the ground. And uh, from what I understand, they're trying, you know, these are, well, the the developmental period is for down the depth chart players. So they want to give them a chance to kind of get some live action hitting, that kind of thing. It was just You're talking about that period. one that one series in the beginning of practice from the three-yard line? The end of practice. Oh, there was one at the end? Yes. After and they wrapped? No, before they wrapped the last period of the day. Okay. Um, oh, there were two snaps when Carson Strong made a really bad throw. Like there an was, overthrow. I think there really was three. Him. There was there was two. There was a running play. There was a screen, and there was a bad pass. Got it. Okay. Um. And uh, but there was you know an Eagles official, um, you know, came over and said something like, uh, "Hey, you're Makes you're sense. you're gonna want to uh, watch this here, right?" Because. <laughs> I think they, they you're gonna uh, want to see Carson <laughs> Strong make this terrible throw. Well, because I I, I think of you know the uh, the I don't want to say crit- you know it's a point of discussion, right? Sure. No hitting during camp, so I just wanted to make that amendment. You're not not supposed to mention no hitters. <laughs> Good joke. Um, I thought that uh, checking in on on the status of a couple second year guys through five days of camp. Uh, Marlon Tui Pelotu, who Shiel, uh, or whatever his name is, was, uh, you know, really given hell to during the beginning of the Ospreys. I think he's had a good start to camp so far. Um, he's, you know, he gets some time with the ones, but when they go with those odd front three defensive tackle looks up front just because of the numbers. Uh, but I think he's looked stouter than he did last last season. And uh, Teron Jackson had a good day today. He had a sack and a tackle for loss. I think he's still an up and down player. Um who has like some flashes, but is inconsistent, but good to see. Josh Sweat had a sack today. Need to put yeah. that on the record. Yeah, I know. You asked him, but you're like, hey, Josh, I got a sweat today. A sack today, Josh. I did not ask you, you that, though. Credit for that? 
Well, I did not ask him. I said, how often in practice do you feel like it was even more later, yeah. and they was and they whistled the play down? Josh, how often when you're on the street do people tell you how attractive you are? I did not ask him that, Bo. Um, Josh, what's a good player, man? I mean, he's a good player. You see it, like guys. So you you talk about how Javon is like the anti unicorn. I mean, Josh Sweat, somebody with that frame, like shouldn't be moving like that. He he can get around that edge, um, and uh, yeah, I I mean, I, I I look. I've said this. This is my fourth summer on Birds with Friends, right? Or yeah, fourth summer on Birds That's with right. Friends. Wow. Okay, I've said this every summer. <laughs> Buy Josh Sweatstock, right? I mean, wow, you're still that's interesting. You would still buy Josh Sweatstock, absolutely. He made Seven, a Pro Bowl last year. I mean, it was an injury yeah. replacement. You think there's still got in his jersey? You think yeah. he's going to be even better? Yeah, he had seven and a half sacks last year. I think he okay. can be a double digit sack guy. Yeah, okay. I don't know I if mean, I see next level from Josh Sweat, but maybe you think I, he's, I, I've, he's I've a been, seven and a half sack player? No, nah, he's. I think, I think he could get. Yeah, I think he could get to good nine, ten sacks potentially. Yeah. Okay, so if someone said I don't know if that's, sacks. Like, if that's like uh, that much of a next level, like that he's already in that he's already in that range. He went to a Pro Bowl. Uh, yeah, I mean, but I think next level is double digit sacks, right? Okay. I mean, outside of Hassan Reddick, you know how many players on the Eagles have had double digit sacks in their career? None. Fletcher, one. Cox, Fletcher Cox, one year. Yeah, yeah. once. Uh, Brandon Graham's never done it. Year yeah, fourteen for or year thirteen for Brandon Graham, right? He's never had double digit sacks. He's been, I mean, Brandon Graham's like the the uh, you know the hero of this show. Um, I mean, Josh wow. <laughs> throwing throwing shade at Brandon <laughs> no, Graham. I, I'm wow. not throwing shade. I'm not throwing shade at Brandon Graham. I think he just I'm said just he's saying. overrated. He's had two good seasons. He, he was a. He, I'd still rather have Earl Thomas. I did not say that. Brandon, you might be watching. I did not say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I simply said, to me, double-digit sacks is, I know you're going to joke because I once said 60-catch season, right? Uh, but but double-digit sacks is a significant plateau. That's what if he like, gets it in the 17th game? That's still fine, hmm, right? Okay. There's no asterisk here. Um, now, which, so, which is more important, double-digit sacks or 60 catches? Double-digit sacks. Okay. Harder to do. Has there ever been anyone in NFL history who's done both? <laughs> uh, my guess is no, because they didn't start keeping the sack stat until mm, a point when people point. weren't playing both ways. So, good point. But yeah, double-digit sacks. There are fewer players who achieve double-digit sacks than 60-plus catches. Uh, if Josh Sweat, yeah, I mean, Josh Sweat has has that capability. He He's in the backfield. I think he's been having a good summer. I, I, I know. I agree. The D-line hasn't been getting a lot of attention, right? We've been paying more attention to the different fronts. We've been paying more attention to Hassan Reddick. It's like writing – it's it's talking about Javon Hargrave or Josh Sweat can be boring, right? Why well, talk about them when you, when you can talk about Jordan Davis or A.J. Brown or N'Kobe Dean or someone – or Hassan Reddick, someone new. But Josh Sweat's only 25 years old. Um, and, you know, I, I, I think there's still, there's still a next level for him to get to, and I think – this year, you might see that. Okay. That's a good corner to have. I mean, it's all yours. You, you've staked it out. Okay. I, I root for Josh Sweat. He's a fun guy. Mushroom walks into a bar. What? Mushroom walks into a bar. Bartender says, sorry, we don't serve your kind here. 
Mushroom says, come on, I'm a fun guy. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. Um, I had something else. Oh, you know, this is on my radar. Uh, we've seen this a lot in camp, these little situations. Now, just to think about it, like, this is not the offense and defense scheming up against each other. Um, they're they're both like simultaneously trying to install parts of their scheme uh, and run these plays. So it doesn't matter too much. However, there have been a lot of times over the past few days where the defense has been stuck in base personnel with, you know, three defensive linemen, two overhang uh, rushers, two linebackers, and only four defensive backs going up against 11 personnel on offense. And obviously, that is a losing proposition for the defense. We saw it uh, last year at times. I looked it up uh, last night because I was thinking about it, and the Eagles had, I think, the sixth most plays in the NFL last year of having four defensive backs on the field against 11 personnel. They didn't obviously fare well in those plays. Um, and it's, it's, it's to me like a little bit a part of the uh, concern of force fitting this like base defense into being such a big part of what they do. I'm not saying it's too much, you know, it's, it's a little bit like the Reddick dropping thing um where uh, where like they need to they need to work on these things because they're going to use them at some point but it's 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 just on my radar that like the the resources that are going to making sure this part of the defense is sound it's like a little bit antiquated like do we really need that in a league where you know 11 personnel is is the norm so three responses there first off good point okay i i've i've seen that too and and you don't want that <laughs> okay um, scouting, that's one uh, second part there is I, I think they would say it's it's probably less of a concern when you play zone right they're a zone heavy team and so you can theoretically get by more in in zone so for instance this happened today and it was with the it was, it was with the twos and it turned into the matchup was that Jaquaski Tart had to cover Britton Covey one-on-one mm -hmm. um, and Jaquaski Tart's a, an NFL caliber safety yeah. Britton Covey is a guy who has not done much at camp and Covey just runs away with runs away from him and makes a big play like that's not the matchup that you want I I agree I'm I'm simply okay just... go ahead and point number and three, then sorry. the third one in, in this one it's, it's not even tongue-in-cheek it's it's kind of tangential though this is why you make fun of my love affair with Isaiah Simmons right this is why I like those types of players because you can you can't even get on the field Isaiah Simmons, are you reading the reports from Cardinals camp this summer? You were oh, saying you, he's, he's like a nickelback or what? Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's been – you put this guy – All they do is, is draft these guys who can't do a job. And then all of a sudden, Hassan Reddick turns into a pass rusher somewhere else, and they should have just had him there the whole time. Isaiah Simmons is going to be awesome, okay? Um, he's going into year three. Okay, I'm just saying. But this is why, if I'm a defensive coordinator, right – Frank, with also defense coordinator, I, I might have similarities to Gannon in terms of like, uh, you know, I, I I like the versatility that they have. I, I, I probably would be a little more ag aggressive. That might be a function of his personnel last year. But what I would be all about is is like versatile players, right? Like, you know, I I would want to be 
you know, the Miami Heat when LeBron got there, positionless, right? Um, but I, I, think I heard it takes, it takes a certain, it, 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 it's not just someone can't just be versatile. They have to be still, they still have to be used the right way. And I think there's this, this concern with Reddick, and it's not just that people are worried about him dropping too much mm-hmm. because he's not going to drop, you know, the same rate that Jannard Avery did last year. Jannard Avery wasn't on the field uh, on like passing downs. So that just jukes the numbers in itself. But like Hassan Reddick also, is a guy who uh, probably needs needs to be schemed up a little bit. He's not just sure. line up and go. Uh, you sure, look at I what like the, the Panthers defense did last year. Like for instance, Hassan Reddick, if he's if he's in one on ones going up against Lane Johnson, which he has in the last two days, he gets he gets swallowed. Um, you know, he's awesome. I'm excited to see what he can do this year. But like, is is Jonathan Gannon the guy who's going to be able to to scheme him up to to get those looks? Oh, that's a good point. And and by the way, that is something too that that you know I heard in the in the free agency process, right? That uh that they you know that the Panthers obviously really like Hassan Reddick, right? I mean, that's why they signed him. Uh, Matt Rule likes him, but they viewed him as as like a pass rusher who they who you need to scheme ways for him to get to the quarterback as opposed to someone who you just like insert into a spot in your defense and you know let it roll and so yeah that look that is a concern i i've i've defended gannon about a handful of things i won't defend him if if like he doesn't have a plan for reddick if it's like all right hassan here's your Jannard avery film from 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 last year right like play this role that that would be problematic to me right so what you need to do if you're investing 15 million dollars in it it's like uh I mean, I, I don't want to, it's, it's not apples for apples here, but it's like having Jokic as your center, right? You plan your system around Jokic as your center. You plan your system around Reddick as your pass rusher. I think that's fair. Uh, any other questions we should get to from the chat, Marissa? Um, there was a few tight end stuff. Uh, mm. What's going on with Goddard and, uh, and second tight end. So Goddard's been fine. I think uh, he'll, he's obviously going to be a big part of the, uh, of the offense. Uh, Zach's boy Calcaterra's injury has has made that group a little bit less exciting. Uh, I think I think if he comes back soon, he's got a hamstring injury. Um, yeah, I, think comes, I think it's going to take some time. Do you think it is going to take yeah. some time? And yeah. I think that's 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 you know significant ish. Um, that means that Jack Stoll is probably much safer as a number two tight end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Calcaterra can push for playing time. You've got Tyree Jackson who's working his way back from a torn ACL. Um, the other guys. None of them have really flashed, and that includes JJ Ortega Whiteside, um, who does not like it. Does he doesn't look more interesting as a tight end? He also looks the same. I don't know if you feel the same way, Zach. Like, yeah, it doesn't look like he bulked up for the new position. Yeah. He just looks the yes. exact same. Yeah, uh, Noah. They, need to, they probably need to give him a new number, right? Like, yeah, you just see nineteen out there. I yeah. agree. Uh, Noah Tongiai has made a couple of plays, but I think that's more just a function of he's getting the reps, and Gardner Minshew will throw to the tight end. Um, what about Jaden Graham? What are your thoughts on J- on Jaden Graham? Well, I mean, Jaden Graham could be 28 feet tall, and Carson Strong still would have overthrown him when he was wide open <laughs> on the last rep of practice today. Ivy League or Jaden Graham? Well, must be a smart guy. I would imagine so. Hard school to get into. I believe he went to Yale, right? Eli. You, lo- you just love Eli's. I think I've made that joke before. What does Eli have to do with? That's what you call someone who went to Yale, an Eli. 
I didn't even know that. Okay. Really? <laughs> I didn't I know did that not... either. Yeah. Oh, you must not do crossword puzzles. I definitely don't. <laughs> should we do a should we do a uh pop culture uh quiz for Zach? <laughs> yeah. Let's Marissa's go. gotta go. Marissa has another podcast. Oh, no, no, I have a meeting, but it's okay. Yeah. Okay, let's go. How about Mm, too easy. Um, well, let's we like to call this segment ZB's Culture Corner. <laughs> ZB's According Culture Corner. Let's give, let's give you three. How about, let's start with Hugh Grant. You know who Hugh Grant oh. is? Yes, British actress. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> British. I'm sorry, British actor. That was British actor. No um, I saw, yeah, he he, he was, yeah, I've, I've seen Hugh, Hugh Grant in some comedies. And, I, and there was a show Emily and I watched during the pandemic um, when Hugh Grant was like a husband in New York City who, uh, I mean, he, he had an affair. Philandering? What's that? He had a guma? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to give away this. It was it was a limited series on Showtime. Yeah. Okay. What was it? it was, was that uh, the one, Nicole Kidman? Yes, it was Nicole okay. Kidman. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, I know Hugh Grant. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm better with, with movies than with, than with music. Okay. Well, let's give you a music one then. No. That's that's like the sports night episode where he's like, you know, I don't know hockey. Then they asked him hockey, or I don't know basketball. And they asked him basketball. Let's go. BB King. BB King. Don't know BB King. Really? Should I know BB King? That's Probably. that surprises me. I thought you would know BB King. I thought I was giving you one there. Um, Ooh, that's a tough one. All right. Okay, you've been to New Orleans so many times. You, you know. No, yeah. that's wow, that's tough. I probably know BB King's music. I I, yeah, I don't know. Definitely King. do. My yeah. Uber driver on the way to the airport was playing BB King this morning. He's, that's a great. Oh, that's way to a shocker. That's a yeah. shocker for me. All right, and then last one. Let's. Jeez, go. the chat is all over me here. I, <laughs> I did not. I did not ask for this segment. Okay. Wait, I actually like this one in the chat. Can this be my my question? Go for it. You go. You you give it. Who is the, this? Is from Coleman. Who is the lead singer of NSYNC? Justin Timberlake, correct? Oh, good job. Oh, okay. That was easy. Yeah. You got one. You got a music one. <laughs> Didn't know yeah. PB King. Listen, if you ask <laughs> Zach who's the wide receivers coach at San Diego State, he's yes. going to know the answer. He knows 100%. every he knows every uh, college coach. That takes up a lot of space in your brain. You just got to you got to. And he probably knows his brother's to name too. So. It's not just sports. There's 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 other. I I I go to the library every week. And pick it and and pick new books to read. I got two right here. You go to the library every week? Yes. Now, yeah. Since I moved, I do. Yeah, because it's it's oh, right okay. down the street. Because so you got you yeah, got that got... you got that fancy suburban library. I really think we need to start a Zach's book club. <laughs> I mean, yes, we should keep ZB's Culture Corner, but Zach, you really should start a book club between all these will... sickos. Well, so wait, we there is a little more reading in our life. So there's there's one book. So I I have my two library books here, but there's a book I wanted to publicize um, that. Hold on here, because it's. This would be a really good flex if it's your book. No, it's it's. Not. I'm going to turn my cam off for one second, then I'll come okay. back on. Okay. Uh oh, he's not wearing any pants. That's what that means. <laughs> he's got to stand up and get the book, but he doesn't want us to see what's going on downstairs. I do love Mark, don't the, pull it too the excitement in his voice when he's ready to talk about a book. Yes. So. I want to see what those. I will start, those, a book. I will start Zach's too. book club. I will make a page or something, whatever's needed. I think this how does he have the time he's got the podcast I don't he's know. got the right i couldn't he's tell you the, the last time i picked up a book but that's probably a personal problem not really mm. timing all right uh so i'm sorry so i 
I can't find it here. I will have it for the next episode. It comes out today. It's Rise of the Black Quarterback by Jason Reed. Jason Reed is a, mm. a former colleague of mine and someone who I really look up to. Uh, really helped me um, learn how to cover the NFL. Uh, and so uh, I can't wait to read that book. I have it. Let's get him on the pod. Yeah. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll find a day. And, you know, Eagles history is a big part of that. So, um, yeah. So, Jason. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Jason Reed, Rise of, of the Black Quarterback. Highly, I haven't read it yet, but knowing Jason, I can recommend it. Who'd you have to, uh, who'd you have to kill to get an early, early copy? <laughs> I didn't have to kill anybody. Um, don't would read you anything? Who, who, I'm if Brett you had to said, pick someone to kill to get an early copy, you would you let here's the here's the hypothetical. You don't have to do the physical killing, but you can press a button and someone will die in order for you to get an early copy of Jason Reed's book. Who would it be? I'm I'm not I'm not getting into this here. I'm not, that's that's a bad question to ask. It's a bad question, but I can think of like plenty of people. <laughs> I, I will let you answer for me. Uh, there's, there's some other stuff that I should plug though. I did um, post it in the chat. So if people want gotcha. to look that up, it's, it's in there. Being a company man here, if you're preparing for your fantasy football, we have the athletic fantasy football guy, there's a, a real good Bo Wolf piece on AJ Brown in here. I recommend that. So I don't know if it's that good of a piece. It's, I mean, let's be honest. It's like, okay. <laughs> I'm giving you a shout out here, but. Yeah, I know, but no, I mean, I'll tell you if I want you to read something. There's a story going up tomorrow that I want that that you and I worked on that we yes. want people to read, but I don't really, you know, the AJ Brown thing, you know, it's fine. Yeah, make sure you check that out tomorrow on the Athletic. Yep. Where and what are your two library books? Uh, so I have this Future Morality. It's, it's questions about you know morality in the future, um, as you can see in the title. But it's it's kind of like uh, different ethical questions that come up about things that are going to come up, you know. That's right. And that was, you know, you know who wrote that? I could, I, I could tell you it's. That's right. Dion Kane's grandfather. <laughs> Damn, I see what you did oh, I might just fall. I see what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Um, and I then the other exactly one. exactly where you were going with that, though. <laughs> and then the other one I have here, this is a sports book. So Brett said, do you read anything other than sports books? Yes, Brett. Behind me are many books that are not a sports variety. The one you just I, said was not sports. I, I rotate between sports and non-sports. So this one here is Giannis, The Improbable Rise of an, of an NBA MVP. Um, and that is by Mirren Fader. I will be reading that one as well. Who, of course, is Josh Blackwell's cousin. Is she? I, I did not know that. <laughs> it's not true. Oh, okay. I mean, All I right. just made the same joke. You're, you're going to fall for the second version of it. Zach, how long does it take you to read a book? I'm like intrigued. Like, It depends. No, 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 no. Usually like, in like a week, in like a oh. week. Uh, yeah. But, but and this time you're reading much multiple harder. at a time. Yeah. Do you juggle books yes. or do you go? You go I juggle one? books. Yeah. Okay. I juggle books. I, I juggle books. But do you, yeah. All, do you also know how to juggle? Can you juggle? No, I wish I could. Hmm. Marissa, can you juggle? Mm-mm. How about Michael? Michael's actually a very good juggler. Ooh. Yeah. I don't know how. Has he ever done done knives? He did go to a juggling camp one summer in Israel. He (laughs) did? Nice. He learned how to juggle. Yep. There was like little camps going on and he went to like a two-week juggling camp. (laughs) Nice. Yep. Save that for next year's Ospreys. Yeah. All right. 
Uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. Uh, for a few more notes on some of the specific happenings uh, from today's jam-packed edition of Training Camp, check out the practice report on The Athletic. We will be back on Thursday with a reaction to the, la- the, the next Eagles practice. The guys are off tomorrow. Got a story that Zach and I have going up tomorrow. Look like looks like you want to you, you want to jump in with something, Zach. What do you got? No, I, I don't. I want to give Bo the credit. I mean, Bo really did an outstanding job with the story. I was happy. You to see, this is a, such a deft part. move because this way, if the if the story is not good, you get to say, well, you know, <laughs> story. I've I've well, read the Bo. story. I, so. <laughs> oh, no. good. And if not, you just you just come across being a mensch. So no, this it's is actually a very Machiavellian, nice move. <laughs> Trust nice me. There are, me. there are no ulterior motives here. If, if there's something where I'm like, you know, where I, I might've carried the load on it. I'll, I will raise my hand and I'll, I'll, I'll say that, but uh, I don't know if I would say it, but yeah, I, I, I don't I, think I you would say it. Zach. <laughs> but no, but uh, Bo did carry the load here and it's a good it's a good so, piece uh, just and a little I think, slice of life uh, you look at uh you know an eagles fan an eagles fan favorite yeah i, th- I think it's something that our listeners in particular will really some good enjoy. stories that's some really what stories. it's all about get out of the way get, get some good stories exactly. okay uh so for elijah and bb and marissa and zach i'm Bo. we thank you for listening we'll talk to you again on thursday and as always We love you.